0: Hi, guys, and welcome to the Ray of Light TV podcast, a special place that values the real you. Now, if you are new here, welcome to a platform that's interested in human health, but not in the same way as your 10th grade biology teacher. Here on this platform, we look at proper health and well-being as the key to unlocking your very best self every week with the help of our unique guest we dive a bit deeper into what it means to be a healthy and whole human i hope you can join us and i hope you enjoy this experience welcome Hi guys, and welcome back to the Ray of Light TV Podcast Zoom edition. Um, I am here today with a special guest who I'm gonna introduce Sounds in just a moment. But for the for you guys who haven't, you know, been participating or catching up with Ray of Light TV, January is National Stalking Awareness Month, and so I've just been giving out some fast facts about stalking and how women can protect themselves in relationships, dating, and boundaries, and all of that. So today I am here with Ms. Ariana Brown, who I'm gonna let introduce herself in a minute. Um, and she's just gonna talk to us about the importance of boundaries in dating, relational awareness, and just give a little bit of her experience with boundaries in dating. So Ariana, how are you? Thank you for being here with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm doing really well. I'm excited to be here and excited to have this conversation. And I think it's very important for everybody to um, listen in. So I'm very excited
0: yes so before we start can you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: yes so i am from columbus born and raised i'm a two-time alum of ohio university i am a member of aka Uh, i'm a makeup artist i own a cosmetics business i used to sell plates i do have a day job so i do a little bit of everything um all things creative i'm a singer Um, dancer. I just like to have fun with life and I don't believe in tying myself down to just one career or one hobby or anything like that so I'm interested in a lot of different things so that's a little bit about me.
0: What's your favorite thing about being
1: a woman? My favorite thing about being a woman I would say is the femininity honestly just being for me anyways just being soft and I hate to say it, but like, not motherly, but, you know, being emotional and being in touch with my feelings is really my favorite part, I would say. And that's important because a lot of people look at that as a weakness, Mm -hmm. um, but I look at it as a strength. And I believe that that is how we were supposed to be designed. So that's my favorite part, for sure.
0: Absolutely. So I think it's so funny that you say that because recently I've been like tapping into like my femininity and just like a lot of different ways. And it seems almost like, you know, the culture of the world, you know, of course, the secular culture is always like, no, women are supposed to be hard. Women are supposed to be like, you know, whatever, whatever. But when you think back to how God designed us, like there's so much strength in being a woman and there's so much strength in our femininity and just being taught and growing up and cultures that embrace that is just just—it's so helpful. I think everybody should. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Awesome. So just some preliminary facts for our discussion for anyone listening in who um, has been a victim of stalking or may not have been a victim of stalking Sounds or good. has and has not known it. I'm gonna just throw out a definition really quickly. So stalking is any unwanted and repeated surveillance by an individual or a group toward another person. Stalking is a crime. Stalking is not okay in any capacity. It's not cute. It's not something we should want. It's really just not okay. And the reason I say um, and define stalking is because just like I was talking about on my last episode, a lot of Black women grow up in cultures where we think a man pursuing us or calling us 18 times over and over again or having our location or having tabs on us all the time is, is okay. And it's actually something that should kind of send up a red flag. So for anybody who has ever experienced any of these signs in any capacity i hope that you are getting the help that you need and of course there will be resources down below so ariana for the first question that i want to ask you have you ever found yourself in a relationship that made you compromise your values or boundaries
1: absolutely um unfortunately i've been in that situation i would say twice i've had Prior to my current relationship, I've had two other long-term relationships um, that I've been in in my adult life, and both of those at a certain point kind of caused me to compromise myself. Um, So yes, I would say yeah. And
0: so how did those relationships kind of make you feel? (sighs)
1: Wow. Um, It just makes you feel like kind of like there's something always wrong with you, like you're doing something wrong, or you can never fulfill what that person needs, or it causes you to kind of second guess yourself and what you know to be true about yourself and what you know that you believe in, your values, your beliefs. It kind of just causes you to kind of forget who you are and you get immersed into that other person and you no longer take care of yourself. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's a dangerous spot to be in because before you know it, you look up and a few years have gone by and you're like, who am I? Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know where the time has gone. You know, I used to go to church. Now I don't go to church. I used to work out. Now I don't take care of myself. I'm just lazy. Like, these are all things that I've experienced personally. So I know firsthand um, that, you know, compromising yourself for anything, whether it be a relationship or a job, a friendship, it's just not worth it in the end. It's never worth it.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so powerful that you say that because I think a lot of young women can relate and say that that's my story too. Like going to a relationship, kind of making it the center of our world instead of like maintaining that individuality and maintaining that balance. So, how do you think, or wh- what maturity do you think it took for you to go from that relationship to the relationship you're in now, which clearly you're super happy in? You, you, yes. you know, you're your own individual. Like, how, how, what did it take to get there?
1: I'm going to be honest. It took a lot of um, pain that I put myself in by continuing to stay in those relationships. Um, It took a lot of brokenness, a lot of crying out to God, like, what is going on? What am I doing? I feel like I'm ruining my life. Um, It took for to get out of the first relationship. That was a little bit easier because that I mean, it was like a first love for me. So the, the man, he wasn't bad. He just, you know, we weren't aligning on certain beliefs and I was going one way. He was going another way. So that situation was a little bit easier to get out of because I just realized like, hey, I don't think this is working out. And we ended on good terms. However, the last relationship, it really took for unfortunately, like I said, it took for me to be broken down to nothing to realize that that was just not it. That was not where I was supposed to be. Um, God had given me signs over and over and over, you know, from other people, from dreams I was having, um, just thoughts that I would have when I would sit with myself at night, when I would lay in bed at night that I knew, you know, I shouldn't have been there, but it really took for, I only had a couple non-negotiables, which was a problem. You should have a few in a relationship. Mm. I only had about one or two. Um, and what it took for me to get out of that situation was one of the main non-negotiables that I had happen, mm. you know, from that person. And I could not get past it. I just couldn't deal with it. So I would love to say like, Oh, it was my own strength. And it was my own might that took me right. out of the relationship, but it wasn't because I was just so immersed in that person that they had to break me first for me to really see like, oh, I don't think I should be here. Yeah. So that's one piece of advice that I would give to young women and just anybody in a relationship is don't please don't get to that point yeah because the healing is grueling you know you're going to heal God's going to bring you through it but you know sometimes God leaves us up to our own devices and that's what happened in that situation like I said I wasn't listening and um, it took for my whole spirit and physical body and everything to be broken down for me to get out of that situation
0: Yeah. You know, I think it's so funny how you say that God was sending you repeated signs like dreams. There was just a knowing on the inside of you. And I think it's so funny how like a lot of times we kind of push God like to the side (laughs) in our relationships. It's like, God, you can have all of me. I'll be obedient. I'm your daughter. But when it comes to my dating, like I can handle this myself, like. Yep. I don't need
1: to hear from you. <laughs> yep. And I mean when I tell you like it had been years in the making, I had spent almost 5 years in that relationship. Um wow. the time that I was 20 until I was nearing my 25th year. Mm-hmm. And um There was a lady at a church that I, a church service that I was at that had prophesied to me all the way back in 2018 and told me that there was a man in my life that I needed to not have in my life anymore. And I'm thinking, oh, she doesn't know me. She doesn't even know what I got going on. And she could just be making stuff up. So there were things like that. Like I said, I was having repeated, I was having the same dream over and over and over and over again. I think I had that dream probably four or five times um, before the situation that happened actually happened. So all the signs were there, you know, how I felt in my body and my spirit, my spirit was not right. I wasn't calm. I was always, you know, kind of feeling like I was under attack. So mm-hmm. there were so many signs that were present that I just chose to ignore. And sometimes we do that in life. And, you yeah. know, God, thankfully, God will be there when you're ready to come up out of that. But, you know, sometimes you have to just, you know, do it on your own because he's been telling you and you you weren't listening. So that was the situation that I found myself in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, Ari, I just want to break down, like, why do you think that the letting go process for women is so hard? Because you're not the only one who this has happened to. I've been in relationships where it's like, I know I'm supposed to get out, but I just want to stay and do whatever I want to do. And it's like, we're not dumb. Like, we're very highly educated women. (laughs) We're smart. You know, we have the Lord. We have good families. Why do you think we stay in these relationships or have in the past that just weren't good for us?
1: I know for me, um, a lot of it is just being comfortable with that person. You're like, you know, they know my favorite meal. They know my favorite. Yes! Song. They know, like the shows they, I like. <laughs> yep. They know how I scrunch my face up when I'm mad. They know how I kind of my hands get shaky when I'm nervous. So I know for a lot of women, including myself, I had thought like, OK, I've been with this person for four years. I'm we're going to get married. Like we're going to get married, period. Like you're not about to waste my time. You know, I'm on a biological clock. I want to be a mother. I desire to have Mm -hmm. children, you know, so we're going to thug it out. We're going to figure it out. And that unfortunately was my thought process for years. Like, you know what, we've talked about getting married once or twice, you know, we ain't looked at no rings, no venues, nothing. We haven't even thought about counseling or anything like that, but we're going to, we're going to figure it out, even though it's not healthy. And I think a lot of times we just think, we think the, the best of people that we're in relationships with, even though what they're showing us is the exact opposite. And we just keep deceiving ourselves like, oh, they'll get it together or, you know, they'll do better. They're trying or they're doing a little bit better this week. So I'm going to just stick it out. And like I said at the beginning, before you know it, you look up and five years have gone by and you're like, what, where's my life? Like what right. what's happened? So I think a lot of times as women, You know, that nurturing spirit that we have, we just think, oh, it'll get there or I'm being impatient. You know, I have to have patience. God's going to bless us and, you know, all that stuff. And it's just like, no, if it if it hasn't come to fruition yet and you've been waiting all this time, it don't take long. Right. So, you know, it it probably is just not going to happen.
0: Yeah,
1: And, you know, for me, I had to when I did decide to leave, I had to have faith that God was going to still give me all the desires in my heart, whether it was with that person or with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you do have to kind of just step out on faith and be like, okay, God, that's what I did. Like crying to God, like, Lord, I don't know what I'm about to do. I know I'm about to end this, but. I don't know what's going to happen after that. I'm scared. I'll never forget. I was at my kitchen table when my Bible just opened, just right. crying to God. Like, I need to get out of this situation. I don't know what's going to happen after this. You know, I thought this was my forever and it doesn't seem like it forever. Shouldn't feel like this.
0: Right.
1: So I need your help. Like, that's literally what I prayed to God. Like, I need your help because this just doesn't feel good. And I know this isn't right. So I just kind of had to get to that point where I'm like, this is not what God has for you. You have to separate yourself.
0: Girl, I feel like so many women have that same story crying yeah. somewhere like, God, if you don't get me out of this, I'm not strong enough to do it by myself. I know I definitely have. I'm like, God, I need you to move him. And he did. And he did remove him. And the hardest part is not going back. But that's a different conversation. Right. Um <laughs> But I was listening to a marriage counselor, a Christian marriage counselor, and the one thing she said is that whole deception thing is so true. Mm-hmm. We think that when we're with somebody, when we get married, or if we stick it out, or if we thug it out as Black women, I know a lot of times we think that love has to be difficult, it has to be hard, we kind of have to go through the fire in mm-hmm. order to reap the rewards. Right. But what she said is when you marry a lizard, the lizard doesn't become an alligator, or it doesn't become a unicorn, it becomes yeah. a married lizard. Yep. And I was like, mind blown because the characteristics of what that person is showing now, Mm -hmm. that's who they're going to be, if not more in marriage, they're not going to become a magical horror show, Prince Charming, even though we think that they're just going to be the same person they are with a wedding ring on their finger Mm -hmm. in a way that sobered me up, because if he's cheating now, if he's um, compromising your boundaries now, if he, you know, can't control himself now, like. How much more will he be in that type of committed forever relationship? Yeah, I, I have to say it's crazy you say that because
1: that's, you know, my mom is married. She's been married for over 20 years. So, you know, that's someone that I look up to in terms of relationships. And when I was in my last relationship, she would always tell me, you know, when I would kind of vent to her about what was going on or what happened this time, she would say, how would that look in a marriage? Ooh, girl. She would always say that. How would that look in a marriage with children? Like if this is what you're dealing with now, how is that going to look in five or 10 years when y'all are taking care of kids? Y'all have a household to run. Like, how is that going to look? And that also connected with what my therapist would tell me. She would always tell me, you know, he's the same person he's been. You were the one that were, you know, was imagining this fairy tale life. And, you know, you can't. You can't get with Sean and expect him to act like Larry. Right? Like Sean's going to be Sean because that's who he is, period. So it's like, you know, I think a lot of times people think, oh, if we just get married, then they'll change. Like, no, marriage really is a mirror. It's going to show you even more who that person is. Right. And they're likely going to continue, like you said, to be who they were this entire time. So whatever they're showing you now, be prepared to deal with that in a marriage. And that like you said, that sobered me up real quick. Like that was something that I was like, you know, do I want to deal with this for 40 years? Do can I, is this going to mentally kill me? Like, can yeah, I handle this for 40 years? Can I handle this? Can I do I want my children to be like this person? Yeah. Do I want my children to experience, you know, the arguments that we have and the blow-ups that we have? Is that healthy? Like, you have to not only think about yourself, but the people that you could be bringing into this situation. And that's when you really have to sit down with yourself and be like, look, what are we doing here? Like, you know, what is this? So that I totally agree.
0: Yes. So for you, Ari, what do healthy boundaries in dating look like? And why do you think they're important? So healthy boundaries
1: are important because, you know, you can look, I love my boyfriend down, okay? (laughs) we love each other. We are in love, but it's important to have boundaries because like we said, you know, when you love somebody, especially when it's real love and it's good love and it feels good and it is good and, you know, it honors God and all that stuff. Even with all of that, you can still tend to get lost in that person. Like, yes. Oh, you, we see the memes on social media. Oh, I want to live in his skin. I want to, I love him so much. I want to be him. Like, you know, all those things. I get it, but it's like, you still have to have boundaries because I think one thing that people misunderstand about boundaries is boundaries is not, it's not a punishment, right? It's not an indictment on you. It's not, you know, a negative thing. We instill boundaries because we love the person. So if we, you know, put these boundaries in place, it allows the relationship to continue and to be healthy. Right. So for me, what that looks like is, you know, Still having me time or time with other people. So I have a group of girlfriends that I get with about once a month. We have a group chat. We talk, you know, several times a week. I also have me time where I just go in another room while I'm with my boyfriend, while he's in the house. I'll go in a different room and scroll on TikTok for an hour Mm -hmm. or two hours and just laugh at videos. Or I'll go and, you know, watch makeup videos or something like that, you know, he has his me time where he goes and watches the Celtics game or he mm-hmm. you know, watches the news or whatever the case may be. But it's important because, you know, even though you are a unit and you're a couple, you're still your own person and you want to keep that in mind and make sure that you're not morphing into this other person because that's when it can get dangerous. Right. So um, some other boundaries um, would be uh, like one that one that he and I both have is how we wish to be talked to. So mm-hmm. a, boundary, a boundary that we have is we're not cussing at each other. We're not getting loud, you know, things like that, because that forces people or not forces, but it teaches people how to treat you, right? How to handle you. So that's, you know, a second healthy boundary. um, And then a, a third one that I have is just respecting your partner's right to say no. And that's not even about sex. We're not even talking about sex. We're talking about if they, if you say like, hey, do you want to go to the movies? And they say, oh no, I'm tired. Can we wait? Don't be like, well, why not? And I want to go. And, you know, this is what I want to do. Like, no, they said no. So, right. you know, if that person said no, then that's no is final.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Regardless of what the situation is that, you know, that can go for a lot of different things. If they said no, it's no. Yeah. And I believe that. Um, those boundaries, you know, can help to keep a relationship healthy because, you you know, you have that time to yourself. You're talking to each other in a good way. You're respecting each other and you're respecting that person's right to their own autonomy. So those are a couple
0: um, of the boundaries. <laughs> that that we practice and that I developed along the years. Yes. And I love that because I feel like in my single season that I'm in right now, God has been teaching me so much about dating and about marriage Mm -hmm. in the future and about all that. And I love how you said, like, boundaries are not punishment. Boundaries actually show that you love the person, but not only that you love them, but how much you value and prize yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like boundaries put up a little a little wall around you that say, like, I am, you know, the prize. Mm -hmm. And it helps you to date so really it helps you to look at how people really react when you put up um like boundaries around you how much not only you value that but how much they value you Mm -hmm. and it's just like when I started looking at it from that perspective and really started getting into the idea of even if this don't work out because I feel like a lot of women's fear is if this don't work out if I fail in this relationship again the world is just gonna crumble to pieces and it's like no girl you're the prize and so when I finally got into that mindset of even if this thing don't work out, even if he's not the one, because it's not nothing I did. I came prepared. I came ready. I right. knew who I was. Even if he's not ready and prepared, like I'm still the prize. That mm. that just like completely changed the game for me because yeah. I feel like as a young Christian girl, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, especially with your mom being married for 20 plus years, we mm. want the fairy tale marriage, and we think if it don't happen with every person we date, it's something wrong with us, and it's right. like. It's not, it's just this man is not the one.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the beauty of um boundaries. I and that I think that's one reason why my current relationship is so successful because yeah. that was something that I set out before I even met him. So um I'll just briefly talk about it. Um, I have like a list of things that I'm like, no, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this. And I know people say, Well, you can't make a list because you won't find anybody. That was not true for me. And I don't believe that's true for other women. So right. just to give you an example, um, you know, I set my boundaries when he and I had our first conversation. I said yeah. he doesn't he doesn't live here in Columbus. So I said, before you even come to Columbus to come take me out, we're not having sex,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're not Netflixing and chilling. We're not touching. We're not doing any of that (laughs) because at the end of the day, like you said, if the relationship were to not work out with, you know, me and him, at least I know that I respected myself throughout the entire situation. I respected myself, my boundaries, my autonomy. And if it wasn't to work out, then it just didn't work out. But, you know, I laid, I laid the foundation from jump. Like, this is what I don't want to do. This is what I do want to do. And this is what is an absolutely not. So yeah. you know, if you can handle I told him, I said, if you can handle that, then that's cool. And he said, that's no problem. Listen. So, you know, boundaries will show you people that believe in boundaries because they likely have their own. And then people that, that part. Yeah. People that, that, that it'll, it'll distinct or it'll show a distinction between people that have boundaries and people that want to just do whatever they want to do. And, you know, they get upset when you present your boundaries. So boundaries are super important. And like I said, it's not a jail sentence. It's not a punishment. It really is because I love you so much. And I think you're so precious to me that we want to keep these in place so that we can be successful, period.
0: Period. So for a first date, because I'm actually going on a first date soon. And I know a lot of the people who listen to this, they're young, probably dating, whatever. What do you think are some first date red flags or like some non-negotiables? I'm getting my pack and running. If you do this or say this, <laughs> Um, I would say
1: first date red flags, him being on his phone, like clearly you're not paying attention. Um, Also them over talking you or not letting you kind of get in the conversation as well. Like, you're again you're not listening it, it seems that you're you might have issues with a little selfishness because right. not listening to me um what else could be a re- I have other red flags like for relationships but first dates it's kind of hard for me to say because n- there weren't any that really popped up on our first date mm-hmm. um being late that was yes fun. yeah <laughs> being late um I'm old school, so not opening the door up for me. You know, if we're going to the movies and I gotta open my own door, like that's a red flag. <laughs> um, some people may not agree, but I would say showing up empty-handed could kind of be a red flag. Yeah, like,
0: this no is flowers. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: like a card. I'm so happy to see you. Right, you know, write it in the card or something like that. Like, but these are things that I did not learn until going through the red right. flag situations that I had been through before. Right. So, you know, just this person should be so excited to see you. Like, I'm taking time out of my schedule for you to see me. So you need to show up, like, prepared, looking nice, hygiene (laughs) on point. Like, yeah, like, you need to show up as if you're showing up to something amazing because you are. Right. So that, you know, like I said, being late, being too talkative or not talking enough, not engaging me in conversation, those would all be red flags for me, for sure.
0: And so let's say we give him a second date. Let's say he becomes our boyfriend. What are some red flags in the relationship?
1: Some relationship red flags <laughs> that I wrote down like a lot. I probably <laughs> go through all of them. Um, but number one, laziness. Being a lazy person is a major red flag to me because the way that I feel is the way that you take care of yourself is how you will take care of your relationships. Right. So if you have no drive in life, if you're not trying to go find a job, if you don't have one, or if you're not trying to better yourself, like Girl. what are you going to bring to this relationship? Cause clearly you cool just out here coasting, just, you know, out here in the, in the water, just floating. Like you have no sense of urgency in life. So being lazy That's the major red flag for me. Um, Not being willing to compromise is another red flag. You know, if it has to always be your way or we're always going to Olive Garden because that's where you want to go. But I said I wanted to go here, but it doesn't matter because that's not what you want to do. You know, that is a major red flag. Relationships are all about compromise and understanding that other person and realizing that your way it may be cool, but it may not always be right, or it may not always be what we need to do at the time. Right. So, you know, not being willing to compromise, um, that kind of goes along with being dismissive. So like, Hey, I want to do this. Oh no, I don't want to do that. You know, that's yeah. what I was used to. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's not going to work for me. Um, <laughs> not, not apologizing, not yeah. saying sorry, like you are going to say sorry a million times in a relationship. And that's not to say saying sorry for like crazy stuff. Cause right. are not having that, but you know, just not like, Oh babe, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I cut you off when you were talking or, Oh my bad. I, I had a long day. I'm sorry that I wasn't paying attention. What were you saying? Or, you know, things like right. that, like you need to apologize, even if it's something small, it's still important. And it's going to make that that's the difference between how that person will feel about the situation is your apology. Mm. Um, this might ruffle some feathers, but I <laughs> Ruffle feel the like feathers, it. girl. If you don't have friends or if you don't have a circle, that is yeah. a red flag to me personally. Mm-hmm. It may not be a red flag to other people, but it is a red flag to me because it shows me that you don't value relationships in your life mm-hmm. or you don't know how to operate in relationships. You have to have at least two or three friends. Like right. If you're just if you're comfortable with being a loner, oh, it's just me. I don't trust people. Are you going to trust me then? Like, I don't think this is, this is a good situation for us. Like also you need people that can hold you accountable. So if you have no friends or if you have no family or friends that you're close to, that's, that's a red flag for me personally. Like I, I just, it kind of makes me wonder, like, who do you answer to?
0: Right. You know, other than
1: God, who in your life is keeping you grounded? You don't have any friends like that's I just think that's kind of weird. Um, And, and then, then it
0: also kind of shows like if you don't have any friends, you go want to take up all my time. Exactly. And I don't just have all that time to give. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's another thing. If you don't have friends, you're going to expect me to be your only, you know, your friend right. and your whole world and your whole universe and stars and moon.
0: Like, no, I got my own
1: friends. I will see you later. <laughs>
0: Like, I'm about to literally, with my um, we actually finna go on a girls' trip tomorrow. So. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> I cannot afford to just be your whole stars and moon. Like, I, I can't do that. Um, and then the last red flag that I have, which is very, you know, vital, is not loving someone in their love languages. Oh. That was a problem in my last relationship. Like, you know, for example, um, If my love language is physical touch and you keep buying me stuff, okay, like, thanks for the gift, I guess, but I want you to hold my hand when we go out on a date, and I want you to hug me when I walk in the house, but you won't hug me, but, oh, I got, I bought you these shoes. Are the shoes going to hug me? Like, what (laughs) the heck? This is not going to work, or, Mm. you know... If your love language is words of affirmation and you beat me down with your words, you're verbally abusive and you're emotionally abusive. And you know that I love to hear things like, oh, you're doing a good job or, you know, things like that. And you're withholding that. That's not it, We're not going to be successful. Like right. you have to learn how to love people the way that they want to be loved, not the way that you want to be loved. So that's super important.
0: Oh, you said a lot in there. You said a lot in there. And so um, before we end, because I feel like we talked about so much on this conversation, but just seeing your relationship be so successful, like just from what I've seen on Instagram and stuff, it's very heart. It's very heartfelt because I know just a little bit of your story. I know a lot of people don't know. But what do you think are some of the favorite parts or the highlights of your relationship? Being a woman who has come from some relationships that haven't really been that great, haven't really made you feel that great to now? Like, what have some of the highlights been for you? Um, I would say
1: just uh, our small stuff. Like, we love to cook together. We love, you know, he's a pescatarian, so we love to make, try different fish recipes. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things is our time in the kitchen together. Um, We also work out together. So just getting Mm -hmm. healthy um, as a couple we travel together. That's also a big thing. So are some of our favorite moments. One thing that we do every time we travel is take a Polaroid everywhere that we go. Yes. So we have Polaroids from, you know, Cleveland, Boston, um, Kentucky, like all the places that we've been. So that's one of my favorite moments. And I would say our family time. I've never had a relationship where all both families got along and oh, everybody yeah. liked each other and loved each other and spent real time together and fostered real relationships outside of just the two people in the relationship and i can honestly say that you know i love his family my family loves and adores him um and so we just have a lot of fun and i think that's the key is to never stop having fun because you know there's going to be some some rough moments where it's like okay let's just stop being serious for a second and like go play golf or something or like right. go do golf carts or um, go-karts or you know let's go to our favorite let's go have McDonald's like you <laughs> know, just little stuff like that so yeah. that th- those are some of my favorite things that we do is just I guess it really would just be our quality time the time that we spend together
0: I love that I'm excited for the wedding I'm ready yeah. <laughs> it's on the way yeah All right. Ari. So before we leave, can you just close us out in prayer or just leave us with some words for, you know, the girls. Mm -hmm. You know, the girls need advice. They need big sisters. So some quick (laughs)
1: advice, some quick advice I would give is that your body and your spirit will always tell you if something is right or wrong. I spent a lot of time physically ill around my partners, you know, my stomach hurting or I'm nervous or I don't feel right or my head hurts. Or it was just always something. Your body will tell you early early on if a person is right for you or not if you feel like chaos when you're around that person mm. probably not the right person for you um but if you feel at peace and you feel calm you know that that says a lot I know people don't like to hear this but how your family feels about that person for the most part yes is accurate um because our parents don't wish to just you know, tell us what to do, but they know, you know, some things that we may not see, right? Um, So that's important. And if you constantly feel like you're never good enough, or what can I do more, I'm not doing enough. That's, you know, that's something to consider. So those are some things that I just pieces of advice that I would give if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Yeah. Period. If you feel funny around that person, it is funny, like something's up. And you know, um if your family has some feelings about them that probably is is correct as well um and you know if you find yourself compromising your values if you're if you're getting away from god and you stop going to church cuz that was me i stopped going to church cuz he wasn't going to church mm-hmm. you know if you stop going to church and you stop hearing god's voice you might want to think about that a little bit so right. those are some pieces of advice that i would give um and just to remember that you know love does not hurt. It shouldn't hurt. That's not to say that it's going to be easy all the time. Of course, you know, there'll be times where you guys have an exchange of words or you disagree, but love should not have you crying your eyes out at night, throwing up, getting sick, feeling suicidal, feeling depressed. Like that's not, that's not what God has for you. That's not the love that God designed.
0: Right. Contrary Um, to what culture might say. Exactly. Contrary to what Janae Aiko might show you love shouldn't be like that.
1: Yeah. The ups and downs, (laughs) ups and downs do not include, you know, throwing up and getting sick and being afraid of your, of your lover and stuff. The ups and downs are like, man, we broke. How are we going to pay these bills or our kids want to do this? How how are we going to figure that out? Those are the ups and downs, ups and downs, not cheating and you know, all that stuff. So if it feels wrong at the end of the day, when you sit in your bed at night and you reflect over your life, if it feels wrong, it is right here. It is. Um, But that's all. So I'm going to go ahead and pray real quick. And and yeah. All right. So Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to be here today. And just to have this conversation, Lord, we pray that people would learn something from this conversation and that they would just, you know, if they're dealing with any of these things right now, that they would find freedom in their situation. And just remember that, you know, you are in charge and that you, you know, what's best for us. So like we've discussed, if something doesn't feel right, we just pray that they they would take it to you in prayer and, you know, really decipher what they need to do with their lives. Lord, we just thank you for all of the positive and amazing relationships that you're, that will be birthed in the next couple of months. And and years and we just thank you for you know all the generations that these relationships are going to touch because you know the relationships are not just about the two people that it's in it but it's also about all of the community that is involved and that it touches and we just thank you for you know that sense of community and we thank you for Um, just being our father and directing us and showing us the path on which we should go. We pray that when we turn our ears away from you, that you would just kind of jolt us and wake us back up and show us the way that we should go and the things that we should do. And we know that you would not lead us astray, Lord. And we just thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation. We pray that, you know, people would really be moved by it, that they would learn things and understand what we were saying. Um, And I just thank you for the podcast and everything that it's doing in the community And the people that are, you know, affected by it, positively affected by it, we pray that it would just continue to flourish, that you would have your hand all over it uh, because this is a ministry. So we just pray that you would continue to allow this to just really just bless people. And to show them that there are people out there like them. There are young adult women, Black women, who are going through what they're going through, who understand where, the, where they are. And, you know, we've been where they are and that they would just know that they're never alone, that they have community, that they have you as their father. They have, you know, us as their as their big sisters and that, you know, they are never by themselves. We just thank you for the opportunity to see another day. Um, beautiful sun shining day. And we just pray that we would have a great rest of our week, that our weekend would be peaceful, um, that we would praise you.